Welcome to episode number 208, Right Away. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Heck, Gabe, and Jason. Right away, in this episode, the crew welcomes special guest Jason Peters. We cover topics that range from content creation, journalism, writing, effects of COVID-19, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Steve Jobs and Thomas Edison. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off Jason, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. First of all, I love the professionalism. I love the the big mixer. I love the radio voice. I love everything about it. I go on a lot of podcasts. You guys have mic stands. There's a table. It's not 45 guys with backpacks. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bristol Borough is beautiful. If you listen to this, it's been slept on. Nobody has told me that it is this nice down here. It's right along the water. Come to Bristol. Crystal Burrow. Absolutely. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, all right, so we'll jump right into it. So for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Okay, my name is Jason N. Peters. I got to use the N because of Jason Peters on the Eagles right. and growing up in Philly. I got to get that Google search right. <laughs> <laughs> Google Jason N. N. Peters That's and then right. keywords like podcast. Let's fix my SEO. Um, so first of all, I guess first and foremost, I'm a writer. Yes, sir. So I have a book that I wrote and published when I'm 20, when I was 22. Uh, that that out there and in the world um i'm also a podcast host i have a show Mm -hmm. called 2100 which is an audio time capsule to the people of the year 2100 if you've ever heard a podcast like this american life or radio lab that's right it's kind of edited like that okay so it's not like a standard like uh, like radio this is what i would call a radio podcast as opposed to mine which is more of like a i don't even know but it's a different type of format uh it's more chopped there's music uh i get independent artists to make music for it i get all sorts of weird guests any Anything from like politicians to like uh, national champion basketball players wow. to like inventors. I have uh, nice. the inventor of the foam finger. He's a reoccurring guest on my show. Oh, wow. the man, That's awesome. The man who invented the foam finger. And then uh, you guys ever use Google Chrome and the internet yes. goes out and there's that dinosaur? Yes. yes. You ever press the space bar? No. Because it, it like functions like a little game or something, right? little game so i got on my show the first episode of season two the guy who designed the dinosaur for google and <laughs> oh, then no. created the game oh, that's and awesome. technically that game is the most played video game in human history wow. what wow. yeah because countries all throughout the world don't have internet for like large swaths of the day so they just press the space bar and the no internet wow. button so the numbers of people that play that game is astronomical wow, wow. and nobody's talking about this stuff like that dropping uh, knowledge <laughs> over here yeah. with the birds aren't real hat i mean <laughs> this is crazy already no because you gotta <laughs> think about it there's so many people in countries like india brazil and china that yeah. just straight up are stuck on that 
Google Chrome screen. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you don't have stuff and you got a laptop that's just not connected to anything, hit that space bar. Dinosaur starts go. running. Yeah. Wow. Now you and your your like brothers and sisters have something to do, and it's wow. just it's, yeah, it's stuff like that you don't really think of. Like, uh, and then on top of that, I'm also a journalist, but yeah. that's more recent. Uh, I, I write for Philly Weekly, um, the okay. new newspaper, um, as well as uh, Green Philly. Broken Philly and the Philadelphia Citizen. So, I got a lot on my plate. I'm doing bits and pieces everywhere. That's awesome. So you call your podcast 2100 or yeah, 2100? It's however you want to say oh, okay, it. It's okay. just the numbers and uh, vernacular, however you do I it. I like it because uh, I like the word uh, time capsule. Um, and so you're kind of capturing, you know, what's currently, you know, the current events so that folks during that uh, era can come back and kind of have a real insight, mm-hmm. not a history book. Uh, yeah, no, the, the the gimmick, per se, of the show is that uh, you guys are not my target demographic. Right. So, like, anyone listening in 2020, g- cool, whatever, but you're <laughs> right. not the point. Right. Yeah. Um, but then it's it's for the people of 2100 to listen to. So the idea is it's filled with uh, little Easter eggs, like the music I use, the the types of people I talk to, and the, the, the episodes. So, like, for example, it can be, I try to be artsy, and I'm a little artsy-fartsy. I know I don't look like it, but I got a lot of that in me. I saw the tube socks with the stripes. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, so uh, I have an episode called like homelessness and roller coasters mm. because like I started doing a homelessness episode to explain that like homelessness is like completely preventable because uh, there's enough money. It sure. exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole episode is kind of about that. And I started talking to homeless people, started talking to homeless experts, do all the research. And I go, oh, wow, this is really depressing. It's a horrible episode. No one yeah. would have fun listening to this. Yeah. So you go, how do you make that palatable? So you do an episode called Homelessness and Roller Coasters. So <laughs> in the beginning of the episode, you pitch people on, we're going to talk about roller coasters. It's going to be very fun. And then you do like an audio drop of like the roller coaster <laughs> downhill. And then we pop, throw homelessness at you. <laughs> wow. and, we got, and I tell you, we'll get to the whole roller coaster stuff after we talk about homelessness and then i even like i interview a homeless guy and i play some of the audio and i just go you hear how sad that was i'm not just going to talk to homeless people and exploit them and play their audio because that's horrible it's good it's bad you want to just hear people go i'm sad i sleep on the street no it's not fun to listen to it's depressing but you have to convey that message and that idea and the the i chose the dichotomy of homelessness and roller coasters because there's nothing more extreme and wasteful than a roller coaster to a society sure i love roller coasters and that's the hypocrisy of it i am i am not some guy telling you hey I'm better than you. I'm saying I got season passes to Six Flags. Did you ever go on I the Viper? Philly. Yeah, I've been on all the roller coasters. <laughs> I love roller coasters, and there's 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 fun and there's value in them, sure. but they are these billion dollar monstrosities made of steels that we make use our best engineers to create. Yeah, right. So instead of using our best engineers to do anything else, right. they're like, how can we throw a man <laughs> as fast as possible that his head dislodging from his neck? So, <laughs> but. <laughs> but that, no, so you, t- you put yeah. things through a lens and then you, you explain it to the people of the future and even attempting to explain p- things to the people of the future rather than the people of the present changes how you talk about it. Mm. So there's, there's no point in talking about a lot of things because a lot of stuff is <laughs> yeah. going to be underwater. <laughs> so a lot of stuff right. is going to be underwater. So I'm very vapid about that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, like anytime Miami comes up, I, I say, oh, that's what Miami used to be a thing. 
Right. <laughs> no, we're like yeah. Atlantic City used to be a thing. <laughs> right. Like, it's like this thing we really liked, but <laughs> Atlantic City for sure. Oh, anything, oh, yeah. <laughs> anything that's just like uh, almost literally just an island that's just stuck out in the ocean and yeah. not that high up. Yeah. Anywhere where they have to pump sand in every fall because the the, the ocean's creeping up. Right. Erosion right, right. and everything. Yeah. If you have to pump sand into a beach, maybe it should. So do you be believe uh, Atlantis was once a thing? The idea of Atlantis is a great idea because yeah. t- there are tons of cities that are just underwater now, and there's yeah. tons of things that cause cities to go underwater. So, for sure, in an, in a way, Atlantis does exist in many forms, but uh, the spe- specificity of calling it Atlantis is not quite. I like that. And so, um, I'm, I'm assuming uh, with a uh, major in marketing, some clickbait titles come into play, right? Um, yeah, where it was more of you know attracting to have specific titles versus this is going to be a boring bot podcast and how oh, can I, you know, trust me, man, yeah. I had, so I arrived at this show 2100 after having previous shows, I was on college radio. I had a podcast, uh, that was that show reconverted to a podcast and it was unsuccessful cause it stunk cause I was 18 boring and drunk. <laughs> um, so then uh, I did another one. I studied abroad in London and I made a show called long gone and that had a bit more of a format. It would be me talking talking to people from other cultures about very specific topics and I learned how American I truly was through talking to these other people about their cultures and hmm. it was it, it was not a hit but people listened to it and it, it, it had glimpses of positivity so then stumbled on to 2100 and it, it just rocket ship took off um, we, we hit uh, the iTunes charts in like eight different countries nice. uh, a little blurbs and like local like yeah like making some press yeah being able to get that to then book higher guests and then slowly and steadily we're building like this little thing that is uh gaining reputation that's positive like uh i'm working with people that i have no business working with Uh, like i for example i went to uh niagara falls and i interviewed the mayor of niagara falls canada and the mayor of Niagara Falls, New York, oh, in the same day, and I asked them the same 21 questions as a compare and contrast of the two cities and towns that share the same border yeah. as like an analysis of Canada and America. Sure. And in doing that, I also left them both with time capsules to open in the year 2100, physical time capsules I made, um, which can only be read or understood if they come together in the year 2100 to bring them together. Very cool. So I chopped up this message that I wrote, and the only way that they can do it is if the two sides are still peaceful and still... Hmm. So I did it. Cool. I did it under the cool. expectations of you never know what's going to happen with nation states. In that episode, I talk with border, uh, talk about borders, and God knows what two thousand one hundred is going to be like. So I, I like to just leave a little chaos in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and because the, the the note yeah. is pretty, uh, it says some stuff in there. I'm yeah. not I'm not self, I'm not soft at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be saying it with my chest. I'll be dead by then. So. <laughs> <laughs> I left no regrets in that letter. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so. so um, you graduated. Uh, Gabe and I also graduated from Tampa University. Yep. And uh, with a marketing. So how did the writing part come into play? Okay. So not quite marketing. I was comm studies, which okay. is kind of just like a whatever degree you get. You go to comm studies because you don't want to do math, and that's what my <laughs> that's what I was doing. Um, and I was a I was a transfer student. I did two years at East Stroudsburg. Okay. And then I did um, two years at Temple, and then a semester in London. Nice. So. I always knew, I knew I wanted to do something in media, hence the radio show, um, 
and then I, I got just I needed money and marketing was where money was yeah. I applied to every public radio station in the country didn't get a job applied to every journalism everything didn't get any job and then all of a sudden I go screw this uh, I'll just do marketing to get my funds up try to hack out this creative writer stuff on my own and that has taken off nice. which is uh i had a chip on my shoulder and then everyone told me no and then the chip got deeper and then now it's just rage against the machine yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now i'm just fighting everyone I, yeah. i've already tweeted everything that could get me yelled at by every media company I, so i just come at everyone's necks and i'm ready to be the thorn in people's side in this city yeah because they they you said no you said no <laughs> you had your choice and you said no so burn it all down but yeah so yeah just a lot of anger yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of anger got me where I am. That's cool, though. Um, well, at least you applied it to something positive, right? Oh, well, that's, and that, what am I going to do, mope? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not caught from that cloth. And so explain a little bit about how Jason at Jason.com became a thing. Was it an offspring of that? Well, yeah, that website has to exist because when you're, when you, I'm a weird guy. I yeah. do a lot of stuff. Like, um, so I told you about the podcast, the journalism stuff, but I also like, I manage an artist. <laughs> I, I uh, shoot music videos. I wrote a book. Um, I'm heavily involved with like local activist movements. I'm, I'm a weird move around type of guy. So mm, I needed a sure. website like Jason and Jason to tie it all together. Like, you can go here. The umbrella. I, I get to say what I am in like a paragraph, and then here's all the stuff. Here's the proof <laughs> of the thing I said. Yeah. So if you just see my stuff on Twitter or Instagram, like I've got a video where I spray lemon in my eyes. Yeah. Um, it's this video where I basically I explain uh, at the front of the video. It's a one-minute video. I made it just like a little artsy-fartsy idea. It is uh, at the beginning of the video I say, uh, do not watch this video. By the end of the video, I'm going to squirt a lemon in my eyes. Yeah. And I talk about how every day you sit on your phone and you watch stuff that only hurts your psyche and it makes you upset and it's bad for you. So please do not watch me squirt a lemon in my eyes. And I squirt a lemon in my eyes. <laughs> it hurts and it's very disturbing and it's not fun to watch. But... I, I had that idea that I was sitting on and I had nowhere to put it. So you just make it, you throw it on Instagram, and there's some thought to it. It's 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 daring, it's weird, and no one else is doing it. That's why I wanted to do it. Sure. So <laughs> that's the only reason my whole career exists is I see holes in, in, in gaps that I go, this is a hole and a gap I could fill. Yeah. Like, I've got a movie that revolves... I got movies. I got movies. Folks, you just remembered. No, yeah, I got a lot of stuff that just... Uh, <laughs> and, but So I'm making a TV show. Uh, we start filming in October, uh, four episodes of a TV show idea. And the, the idea is then... I'm, I'm 25 years old. By then, I will have had a podcast, relatively successful, a book that's acclaimed, uh, cover stories for Philly Weekly, the TV show, and then you just make a video saying, hey, look, I did all the things. Now let me make a movie. And then you send that to all the studios. <laughs> you, you just put money behind it, throw it on Instagram, nice. and that'll drive enough people. So there's a lot of schemes and general general ideas, but you have to have already put in the work, and for some reason I had it's just getting it all organized, and that's sure. what the website is. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued with the creative process. So you initially said uh, you find holes, you go through um, may, maybe some opening, something that mm-hmm. – an opportunity, let's just say, yes. right? And you venture off where maybe not most people would. Absolutely. Um, and then you also said you had a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. So explain your creative process. Does it just happen, or is there a time where you kind of sit – 
you know, upon the Delaware River over here and you get inspired by, you know, the waves? Or is it just more of everyday thing? You get inspired and boom, you go. It is a combination of things. I'm going to say something that's going to make me sound like such a noodle, like artsy fartsy. Uh, like, yeah, it's going to make me sound like a hippie. Yeah. But uh, if you live a certain lifestyle and have a general curiosity to you, mm-hmm. if, you have a, if you carry a certain awareness and a curiosity with you, and you are a certain type of person. Me, I knew I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a writer. But enough people told me no that I had to start a podcast and I had to get good at marketing. And yeah. now I have all these other skills and now I'm getting, people are letting me be a journalist, thank yeah. God. Um, <laughs> but um, I had to learn all those other skills to get there. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really strange uh, dichotomy of how to... Like getting inspired... I like, for example, I'm the inventor of the foam finger. That was, I was just looking at the foam finger yeah. and I started laughing at it. I go, yeah. what a stupid thing this is. Yeah. Why does it exist? Imagine something so useless. Yeah. Because it, it is, it's, it's trash, it's garbage, yeah. but okay, we like it and yeah. it's fun, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't feel any way, but objectively a foam finger is a dumb thing. Right. Um, so I saw it and I was like, what is, where is the origins of this? Who made this? And I found the name and then I tracked down the man. <laughs> and then I, I talked to him and I asked him about his life. And next thing you know, he's like commenting on my Instagram pictures. And he's like really, he's a really great guy. We've yeah. got a bunch of his stuff in the time capsule in Niagara Falls. He's going to live forever. Um, but then there's more uh, aggressive stuff. Like I'm really fortunate um, in my journalism career to be a freelance writer who hates the media because I will not do anything that I don't want to do because I don't have to because I already yeah. haven't I haven't had to give an inch so absolutely, far absolutely. so I'm not going to give an inch and I'm going to die not giving an inch unless I get a million dollars a million dollars <laughs> couple inches okay. not a lot of inches but I'll sell like <laughs> beef jerky uh, stuff I like I'll do commercials for stuff I like that's a couple inches um, but in journalism, you usually get assigned stories by an editor. You have a, a nine to five. You have people telling you what to do. Gotcha. Me, I see something. I email a bunch of editors. I go, hey, this is what I got. If you want me to follow these breadcrumbs, let's negotiate a contract. And then they say yes or no. Um, right now, I'm working on a story about homeless homelessness. I did a story about gun violence. It was the cover page. Talking to people that you, you can't talk to. There's a certain... Cut, cloth you have to be cut from to be yeah. in the media and you want to know what taught me that lesson I was offered $16,000 as a salary to move to Cedar Rapids uh, Denver to be on television as, as, a, as a journalist Wow. $16,000. What could you do <laughs> with six? I would have to work two other jobs. What kind of journalism could I do? Let alone look acceptable to be on TV. <laughs> right. I got to move to Colorado. So that, that leaves you with two options. You either have to be funded by rich parents or you have to be a savant of saving money, like a financial guru. You have to be sure. like a, a crypto kid that could move himself out. Uh, but that's not what journalism is. Journalism, it, it's a lot of people who, there's other ways to get in. I'm just a little rah-rah. I'm a little more active than a sure. journalist. So I used to, um, I had, uh, when me and my wife were getting married, we, I mm-hmm. had to get multiple jobs myself just to stack up to, you know, pay for the wedding yes. or whatever. And one of them was a cleaning job. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually at the Bucks County Carrier Times. Mm-hmm. And so it was just simple, dude. Just getting their trash cans. They had nothing in it. It was just literally paperwork. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 and just kept it moving. Easy. But what I found fascinating in a cleaning job, you have to go... It, 
in a typical after hour, so anytime after 6 p.m., mm-hmm. but it's the carrier time. So these guys, the place never closes down. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting there, and also people were, dudes were just getting on their shift. A lot of them were sports writers because yep. mm-hmm. basketball in the West Coast, you have to stay up later yep. here mm-hmm. just to kind of rep- give the, you know, whatever. And I found that fasting, these guys were creative at that time so to speak oh, yeah. and I'm like oh my god I was exhausted and I'm like they're just getting their day started so definitely a shift is one thing but to have that creative process to actually for it to make sense and not just people read numbers but make a real story out of something it, it's strange right now yeah. I'm commissioned more than I ever have so I've been, I've been balancing a lot yeah. uh, so I have like today I talked to a lifeguard and then uh, later in the day who, who was my 12 o'clock call? I had a 12 o'clock call and a 10 Yeah, some lady trying to get me to join some network. And it's, you, it's a lot to balance. I was saying yeah. saying to a friend, I need an intern, but I am broke. Yeah. I do not. I I work multiple jobs. I work at a at a steak shop just to make sure I have the rent. Yeah. So if the freelance dries up, I still have a shift uh, yeah. two times a week mm-hmm. to make sure the money's right. Absolutely. Because I still got loans. I got what steak shop? Uh, Philip Steaks down nice. in South Philly. Yeah, nice. it's, it's one of the traditional ones. But nice. well, that, and that's that's the pandemic, man. Yeah. Uh, I got my dream job. I got offered to be the editor of a newspaper, the Northeast Times. Oh wow! First day of work was uh, March sixteenth. Office shut down, no wow. job. Wow. I'm supposed to start late August, but that I, I don't trust that I'll just get that. You know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you can't put all your stock in it, so I just yeah. I just foot, foot on the gas. Yeah. Uh, George Floyd protests break out. I will cover it for free. Yeah. I was covering it for free um, the first week, and then one day I'm out covering the protests, and this uh, I just get a call from a guy who runs a YouTube outlet called Status Coup. He goes, hey... Uh, we see the work you're doing. Do you want to go live for us? We'll give you X dollars. Can you make video packages? So one thing fails, one thing comes up. Now yeah, I've got this YouTube gig. Um, I'm more commissioned than ever. I, I did In the pandemic, I've had four cover stories, three cover stories or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So stuff's hitting. It's not hitting the way it's supposed to, but nothing ever happens the way it's supposed to. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so I don't even know what the question is. I ramble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's all good. It, it's... Uh, so when you go from one thing to another, you're offered kind of like your dream job. Where does one go from here? Do you just keep producing content? Obviously, you have a, a movie or a TV show coming up. You just keep pumping out content till something lands. Media till 40, politician. Yeah. Media till 40, politician. I'm yeah. going to be in media until I'm 40, and yeah. then I'm going to be a politician. And you tell people young so they take you seriously. Yeah. Because it's easy to write people off, especially yeah. someone who comes from like, right now I'm living in an apartment. I'm working at a cheesesteak shop. Yeah. I'm 25 and I'm gonna be a senator and yeah. I'm gonna or a congressman yeah and I got schemes and plans and I got all everything I'm doing now is teaching me how to do that yeah I'm studying local politics as I report on it I'm watching what these people do and we all know what they do we have the internet yeah. but now I get to go to city council I get to talk to these people to their face today I talked I said to a man on in city council why are there vacant uh, Philadelphia housing authorities houses I get to ask that. Homeless yeah. people don't get to ask that. Yeah. So I get to kind of be the voice for folks that don't get to stick their thumb in people's eye. Yeah. I'm the thumb in people's eye uh, yeah. because I'm as mad as other people. So let's let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so so are you? Is it? 
But the difference, though, is there's some people who play devil's advocate just to get content, right? Mm-hmm. And there's people who like this, whatever, trigger other people. Mm-hmm. You're actually try- you're doing it for real. People get triggered. You know how many people hate honest <laughs> news? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, trust me. They, and people hate me. Uh, they don't like the things I have to say because that's, who cares? I don't care what anyone has to say sure. about anything. I don't care at all. Sure. I hope you hate it, guys. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I, I sincerely don't care because, uh, to me, eliciting a reaction and eliciting a reaction is a win. Yeah. If I get you mad, if I get you happy, and that's not good. That's not a good society to live in. However, it is the society we live in. But to elicit a reaction at all means that you did your. You did the work. You you did something that could make a person react. So if you draw someone in who hates what you read, that means someone. Who, who disagrees with you read the thing you wrote, which is good. Maybe it didn't resonate them and it got them mad, but maybe it'll help them connect the dots later on. So it's just breadcrumbs. There's enough stuff on the internet that I'm happy to be competing. Um, so hate on me, please. So there was uh, recently, uh, with the whole pandemic, obviously sports came to a halt, and one of the first sports to come back into play was uh, MMA, and the UFC, UFC specifically kind of you know led the wave in that. And recently, I think it was the last year or two, I, I don't know wh- how long it's been, the, the contract, but they've contracted with uh, ESPN. Mm-hmm. And ESPN has obviously their own staff and their own yep. reporters or whatever. And uh, a recent article I read I thought was kind of interesting was an ESPN reporter, reporters, um, were asking the fighters specific questions that was triggering UFC management, like ticking them off. Like mm-hmm. It was about their salaries and stuff like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these spokesperson for the UFC is like, you're not asking my fighters anything. And now it's like, well, wait a minute. You guys had... Mm-hmm. They're asking legit questions, you're first t- of You're all. talking about the PR wall. Yes. There's a great wall of PR behind everything. And now, like I said, I studied marketing. Yeah. Let's go. I'm familiar yeah. with the terminology. So today, I told you, I, that was all through an email. Yeah. The PR guy. I, okay. I, tell, I tell the PR person, this is what I want to ask the councilman. I say, um, why are there va- vacant houses? Um, is there any plan to stop uh, housing from getting more expensive in Philly as we see housing get more expensive? Bang, bang. All these very pointed questions because she didn't like how vague my first email was. Now she can take her pointed questions. They can go as a staff. They can talk about what we're going to say. Yeah. And then she, when, I, when I finally get to talk to the councilman, I'm going to get a call from her. She'll say hi to me, then she'll patch him through. But he's gotcha. been on the line the whole time, and I know that. Yeah. So... It's all that. And even yeah. to talk to the lifeguard. The lifeguard's through the city. Obviously, the lifeguard I talked to was picked by the PR people. Um, it, so, obviously, she had nothing but good stuff to say because they had a conversation before. Yeah. This is how life works. We, yeah. If you were going to go talk to someone about your podcast, I bet you'd think about it and be like, hey, guys, don't say... Absolutely. Don't mention XYZ. So, it's, it's kind of second nature, but once you start um, paying people as a career to do that for you, it's, yeah. it just becomes... Just a little propaganda department. Every company's got one, whether you're Coca-Cola or like a government or like Will Smith. 
you got PR people that stand up for you or like a UFC fighter. It's all very weird, but and it's all about protecting brand images. It has nothing to do with anything. We Everyone should know. You could Google what that guy makes. Yeah. But to hear him say it and then click, 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 click. And then UFC go, oh, why'd he say that? And then in reality, it doesn't matter because it'll get faded in the noise of everyday life anyway. Sure. But they don't want to have that 10 minutes of, oh, no, they know how much money that uh, TJ Dillashaw makes. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I just for me I thought it was fascinating because it was almost like that double-edged sword it's like wait a second what let's let's talk about the actual point as to why you even linked up with ESPN right mm-hmm. was for the additional coverage that you're going yeah, to get and, and, and you sports center there's right? no good guy in that battle right. so it's it's the UFC which is <laughs> they're not exactly the best and then ESPN owned by Disney yeah. so it's just brands and conglomerates yelling at each other for sure. our amusement yeah and you gotta block all that out you gotta so so yeah and so but my my I thought it was fascinating was with the control oh yeah and it was like all of a sudden before they're so used to being having the ability to control what was said what was asked Mm -hmm. i'm only pointing to this guy and i'm only pointing to this guy it's kind of like watching like a presidential debate and people get all terrible it's all yeah it's all like kind of plotted planned right and so uh you know what's your take on control though right because if you're coming in as a freelancer um people want to hear well they want stories covered of what they want to hear right and so if you come out of this adjacent Mm -hmm. you know degree or angle how does that become successful in your eyes oh like i said i personally am filling the holes not there so you don't like me because i'm philly weekly you don't like me because i'm with green philly you like the stuff i like because you like the stuff i write Mm -hmm. you have to be with me or not with me i am because of the cavalier nature of the freelance lifestyle i am like a cowboy i'm beholden to no brand a brand is just a brand co-signing me yeah. so philly weekly co-signed me and they printed my words got it i'm but they they don't give me health insurance they pay me a check like a cowboy yeah so i'll i'll take that clout and they'll take my clout and we'll exchange that that social value essentially yeah so then you just do that here and there so i do that i'm in rap videos i make make songs with people i'm everywhere so if you like the things i do Follow me, and you'll find more. And that, and that's the business model. And it's a promise of quality, and not giving you the same garbage that you're getting everywhere else. So I could sit. I didn't do a COVID episode because I knew everyone was doing a COVID episode. Everyone yeah. wants to talk about COVID, so I go, let's talk about something similar to COVID. So the Hahnemann Hospital that shut down, and then they didn't let people go there for COVID testing in the city. Huge controversy. I go, what, what the hell? What is Hahnemann? Yeah. What, what does that group of noises mean? Who is it named after? What is that? So I do the whole history of the man Samuel Hahnemann, whole history of the hospital up to COVID, talking about him not letting opening up the hospital and then end the show with a little COVID bit but we talked about health insurance we talked about the history of how modern medicine was founded through this man who was like a witch doctor essentially hmm. but ended up having a place in Philly named after him even though he was doing mostly nothing <laughs> yeah but doing but the thing was a guy a witch doc a witch doctor could be more successful than a real doctor up until like the early 1900s because a real doctor would take a mallet and smash your skull but a, a witch doctor would be like eat carrots 
and eat, eat carrots is a lot better for you than cracked skull. Sure. So, <laughs> so in the end, you'd have like a 50-50 shot with eat carrots and like a 0 to 10% chance with cracked skull. Yeah, so, and we talked a lot about that. <laughs> that's a, that's a great People example. don't think about that. that. We only true. got smart as a species in my class like three years, and we were smart for those three years, and then the internet got too big, and now we're all stupid in a different way. <laughs> They, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the other highlighted, uh, uh, you know, w- when you get contracted to or commissioned to do work, um, r- uh, recently we were watching, um, I guess, Sports Center. I have no idea. And I hate mm. to keep bringing on sports, but it. it was just something that I, I found fascinating with brands and marketing and triggering people or, or hitting topics that bother people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond Green used to play for the Golden State Warriors. He then became an anchor for ESPN. And they asked him a specific question, and he gave his opinion. It was about a uh, player. Tampering. Yeah. And so he said the X, Y, and Z team should not should just let this player go. He should go play for this other team and let that man be. He was then fined 50 grand. And all of a sudden, the story gets covered, and they're like, oh, 50 grand's like nothing. But I found it interesting because I was like, wait a second. Isn't that why you got Draymond Green? Is because he likes to poke at things that no one else is poking at. He's like a modern-day Charles Barkley in some form. Mm -hmm. And it's like they like to, you know, bring up abrasive conversations but it's like it's interesting because it does get everyone else thinking not in that same direction everyone wants to talk about um you know super positive stuff it's not saying that it's negative but it's also it's a point it's a combination of things i think draymond got fined i think he's still on the roster yeah for the warriors so that's why he oh, got okay fined. and that is a, its own point about uh, your relationship with your employer and what your employer should be allowed to do to you because yeah. that's psychotic if it was anything other than basketball the idea of an employer finding their employee 50 grand is psychotic yeah that's wild yeah imagine a nurse yeah uh, you would bankrupt people yeah if yeah, were, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if like sure. if mcdonald's could be like hey wrong shoes 50 grand bang <laughs> but but you don't think yeah. about that yeah. uh no and there is a ton of control because yeah. the 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 media and because uh, has gained a bad reputation rightfully so and uh the internet is a dangerous place to even have a video of you up no matter what you're doing if it could be construed any which way so there's a general mistrust and brands they're so ahead of this media stuff than most of the general public. If you interview a civilian, most of the time it's very boring, tedious, and they, they, they don't, they're not used to it. You talk to anyone who works at a major brand or anyone who, with any type of persona, they kind of, hmm? And you can watch them when you interview a politician. You can look them in the eyes and see them working like a computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I say? What can I say? Yeah. And it's I've noticed that with interview experience, you just have to break them down. You have to be ready for it. And that that's my only skill is that I am so good at the BS and understanding the BS. And my the best skill I have is a detector for what is marketing. And what is not marketing? Because that's the hardest question with anything. Because when you're interviewing anyone, there's an agenda. There's a point. Sure. Like, I'm here to promote my stuff. Just the sheer existence of me being on a thing is here. To, it's to promote stuff. I'm not here because I, I, that's, I'm here for that. That's Absolutely. what I'm here to do. Sure. But that's super clear. Yeah. A lot of other people are very not clear about their motives. This is cut and dry. I have a thing. I want people to see my thing. I go on a thing. Yeah. Other people, they're like, if I go on a thing... I can make more money. Yeah. 
by taking the water out of the lake yeah. and give and selling it. <laughs> and then yeah. just like, if I could slowly manipulate people, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. once that starts to be the motive or once you become someone starting to sell something, it's important to be able to sniff that out and be able to just throw them off the rocker. That's, and, and the 2100 idea works well for that because it makes you question your own mortality. So if anyone is talking on some nonsense, I just go, how long do you think you're going to live? Do you think you're going to see 2100? And they yeah. go, oh my God, I'm going to die. And then, yeah. and then I can get them off the rocker. <laughs> And talk yeah. to them about something else. Yeah, <laughs> so th- it's it's interesting you say that because of uh, two things. Two things I want to ask you with with technology. Um, just to rewind back, there was something mm-hmm. you said. It was interesting that you got to almost be careful what you say because it can get chopped up into yep. things. And Joe Rogan was a perfect example of that. Joe Rogan obviously has his own uh, podcast or whatever, but he was also the host of UFC and all this other you know stuff. Someone got, he has so much content out there that someone had the ability, and this is what I mean when you can use your talents for something negative or positive, and that's why I want to get your spin on. Someone took the time, I don't know why or how you have this much time, but they spliced up every, whatever, however many, this guy has literally thousands of uh, Mm -hmm. podcasts. They spliced up every single one and made him basically give a negative message about the, the, the current president or whoever. And he's like, I've never said that. Give me the source. I've never said that. And they're like, Joe Rogan, that is your voice. And they played it. And it was Joe Rogan's voice. But they face. had him, yes, they had him say, I, or whatever. And then the next word is hate. And he said that on podcast episode 100 mm. you and then he said something about donald trump's hair on something but they cut cut out and put in donald trump oh, mm. and they're like you said i hate donald trump why he's like i never said that and then you get the when kobe bryant passed away mm. someone had the brilliant absolute skill to chop up videos of michael jordan going in for a layup and then transforming it into the same basically move and it was, and turned into kobe bryant you're like holy smokes both are genius mm-hmm. and both use them one was good and one was bad what's your take on that well that's the whole world of deep fakes and like this intense editing model there are ways to verify some of it but it's all once again the the general public and their understanding of things most yeah. people can't find a green screen in a movie let alone a deep fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom doesn't... These people are media illiterate. Yeah. Be, they're getting their news from like... If you look at the URL, there's typos. There's yeah. typos in the article. There's... Yeah. Uh, trust me, I don't have... Uh, my faith in the public is shaken. Yeah. Um, deep fakes will confuse people and yeah. they will cause harm and cause issues um, and they are unstoppable. Yeah. I accept that a lot of issues are unstoppable. Um... Anyone with more than 10 hours of content can have a deep fake made of their audio. Yeah. And anyone with 10 hours of video can have their video manipulated. So you're, you could, it could happen to you, yeah, it could absolutely. happen to me. Absolutely. Uh, and it just has to, you have to have a track record. It's the same thing that happens with anything else. Anytime you get accused of something, you know, any, anytime anyone yells at you, I'm always ready for that. I'm yeah. ready for the smoke. Let's have the conversation. What yeah. I do? Because I do stuff. I mess up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I say bad things. Yeah, I yeah, mess yeah. up. I yeah. do not claim to be perfect. And uh, so when I get accused, I usually listen. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, then you learn and then you, you grow and finally get to the point where... It is. So if you live a good enough life, you shouldn't have to worry. Yeah. But uh, it, it is all very scary because there's, like, there's stuff like 
when I, whenever I think of the deep fakes, I think of A, deep fakes, and B, 3D printing guns. Yeah. Those two things um, <laughs> will, will be enough to make the future very strange. Yeah. So you talk about growth, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever scrapped the whole idea before? Thinking initially, mm-hmm. um, maybe you know something happened in between. You didn't finish, but you went to go back to it. And when you went back to it, you're like, maybe, this is, maybe I shouldn't produce it or publish this. I scrapped journalism. I scrapped the whole idea of me being a journalist at like the age of 23. Yeah. And then just lanes opened up uh, and I got lucky. And I, st- I, st- I stayed, I, I, both things are true. I'm, I'm a hard worker and I got lucky. Sure. That's what it has, it's what it takes to get you on a newspaper, I guess. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I scrapped the idea of being a journalist. Uh, the television show that we went into production on, I wrote the pilot, scrapped it in 2018. When I'm driving with a photographer, she goes, I can't write anything good, but I want to make a TV show. And I go, I have a TV show. Now we're making a TV show. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so you don't ever scrap an idea wholly. You, I, you, I'm a big proponent of just write it in the notes app. Yeah. Just keep it in the notes app, and yeah. if it's worth coming back to, you'll come back to it. And yeah. if not, it'll grow. I've got so many things that are like... Now I've got so many outlets that it's plug and play. I yeah. go, oh, I got this poem. Would this poem be best read aloud in the podcast would it be best just uh, just take a screenshot and throw it on ig story or do i want to put it in a book or or do i want to have someone say it in 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 a in a tv show have him be sincere and then hit him with a pie at the end and then it's a joke yeah so you get you can place things in little places but it's all about giving yourself the toys and the versatility to do that i love that you did mention you wrote a book can you explain a little bit about what the, is it out can people get yes, it yes 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 life of a giant is out uh, you can buy it on amazon i self published a book when i was 22 which i do not recommend because i was yeah. drinking a lot and the things i say <laughs> very aggressive yeah uh, i was very angsty i was young yeah um i think it's like ten dollars on amazon i don't really push it as much because you know when you got enough stuff people will find it you know yeah uh, and and i'm not making billions off book sales sure. i i'm trying to get my bag elsewhere yeah it's nice a book exists uh it was vanity and it was like no i can't get published i can't write what do i do write a book okay i can't make a newspaper <laughs> so uh, it's just kind of yeah. finding out what to do but the book life of a giant well let's see if i remember the elevator pitch it is a um, it is a book that can be read front to back or in little chunks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's got three sections and three different types of things in each section. So the sections are uh, introduction to who I am, relationships, and then society. And then intertwined are a combination of poetry, narratives, and essay. Nice. So you can pick it up and read part of it. You can put it down. You can, it, and it's, 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 it's the ramblings of a crazy person, but I'm a good writer, so it's yeah. fun to read. Yeah. <laughs> how did you, you come up with the title? Um, Life of a Giant. Um, I, well, it is a you metaphor. a Giants fan? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, it, is a, it is a combination. So there's a, a, a poem in the book called Life of a Giant. Uh, um, the I, the metaf- it's a metaphor. Uh, giant is essentially mental health issues. So it, it, I talk about how. Um, uh, so the the nature of like bipolar disorder, which I don't even have. Um, I just have bipolar tendencies, which is mood swings, and I'm fine with it. Uh, but the idea is that sometimes you feel larger than life. And then sometimes you feel small, but even when you feel larger than life, you don't fit in because, mm. uh, like, the giant is a metaphor. Yeah. So life of a giant. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I, like I it. got the artsy fartsy side. You saw the socks. Yeah, I love the socks. <laughs> I love the socks. <laughs> Almost shorter, different colors too. Mm, yep. Um, but uh, 
the, the new show. So this October you're going to start. At, yep. Can you explain a little bit? You know, so, you gave a little yeah, bit. I'll, I'll, give, a, I'll give a little bit. Of, uh, so it's essentially the Yo Show. It's a little appetizer. Called. Yeah, it's called the Yo Show. Yeah. Um, it is a uh, satire. It's an educational satire show. Because okay. I always wanted to cross both lines. I, you never read or watch or hear a thing I do without learning something. Nice. But it's also going to be funny, but actually funny. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited to have that be a TV show. But it's a satire, educational satire, four episodes in North, South, East, and West Philly. So there's no East Philly, so that'll be the Northeast. Sure. Um, and then every episode has themes along with it. Um, and it's a combination of teaching people about the area in ways that I know it because I'm a journalist. I lived in North Philly because of Temple, live in South Philly, and my family's from there, worked in the Northeast. And then West Philly, I got friends. That's the one I know the least, but sure. whatever. I don't have to bat a thousand. Um, so it's a combination of uh, jokes and education that has three characters and there's a story arc. So it, it's all very exciting. That's uh, cool. But it will be t highlighting stuff that, A, once again, like all my other work, that people aren't talking about. It's things that don't really get addressed. Like um, there's a place in South Philly that had an, it's a house that the Underground Railroad led to. Oh, wow. People don't talk about it. Yeah. And even when I come here, when I come to Bristol Borough, I go, why isn't anyone talking about how nice Bristol Borough is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So, yeah, the show is definitely going to be interesting. I'm excited. It's going to be, so it's a, if you're looking for feels, what it's going to feel and look like, combination like what the old Daily Show used to be like, uh, where there's a guy at a desk and throwing the correspondence, but also like the Eric Andre show, more chaotic vibe, and then like Tim and Eric with the quick edits, yeah. quick cuts. Yeah. But it'll also be educational too. So, it's going to be all that nonsense and all that chaos, but in between we'll be weaving narrative and uh, information. That's awesome. Nice. Do you look up to any particular writers? Um, were you influenced, I should say, maybe uh, by anyone particular, whether it's you know the, whether it's a comedian or you know someone who put scripts together? It's comedians and rappers. Yeah. Comedians and rappers are my big two. I grew up huge on rap. I didn't read growing up. Yeah. Do I look like a nerd? Um, <laughs> I read now because it's cool to read as an adult, lame to read as a kid. That's right. growth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's growth. If you're like a kid, that. drop the book, grab a ball, yeah. grab the book when you're older at the beach. It'll look distinguished. People will love it. And <laughs> you have to get the, uh, the old circular Yeah, and you'll too. become literate. <laughs> it'll be great. No, but yeah, I started reading late. I, I never really knew what writing was or knew the intricacies of it. But that's the thing is I'm self-taught in everything. Yeah. So that's why I have a style. Everyone that's wants cool. to sound like their favorite. I don't have a real favorite. I don't read books like that. I have a couple favorites, but I've only read two or three books by them because I've got ADHD. How many books could I read? Yeah. You hear all this other stuff I'm doing? Who's got time? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but there are I, I, I'm reading a lot of Edgar Carrot, who has this really surrealist style of short storytelling. It's all fiction. Because I, I read him. I, he's amazing to read because ADHD for friendly quick bursts yeah, yada, yeah, yada. yeah really really like witty stuff um but i'm i i've started reading him when i was 24 i'm not yeah. inspired by him yeah uh but like oh, the greats like dave Chappelle, uh lupe fiasco wale like those writers like the penmanship uh, that you can acquire like even lil wayne like yeah. you can sleep on lil wayne everybody loves codeine no not everybody loves codeine but he loves codeine <laughs> he loves codeine and skateboards i don't yeah uh, but he, the things he says, like some of the wordplay, I do tons of that in, in, in the newspaper. I'll be sneaking in weird little word, wordplay and <laughs> yeah. entendres just because why not? You yeah. know, I, I, main motivation other than anger is I think life is so boring and monotonous. Yeah. So just mix it up. It doesn't yeah. even have to be good. Just mix it up. Do yeah. something. Entertain yeah. me. 
if, if you if I can make an article flow like a song mm. just using rhythm like yeah. literal literal word rhythm like d- 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 yeah. while you read which yeah. I do a great job in there's the one the best thing I've ever written is in, is a, an excerpt in my book where everything rhymes the rhyme pattern is insane and it goes for like seven pages and i'm talking about syria and their gdp i don't even know what i was on when i wrote it i, I look back and i go i'm never going to do anything like that again i don't know how i did it but i was so proud of myself but uh, but that comes from rap music and comedians yeah. uh, because I, diction is important like how you talk yeah like if you can if you can teach yourself like big words anytime I see a, a big word or an interesting word or a word that's not used I try to remember it like uh, yeah. I'll, I'll share one with you and the people listening there's a word ennui e-n-n-u-i it means a feeling of listlessness and hopelessness mm. uh, brought by the monotony of everyday life or your job yeah hmm. great word right four five letters yeah and and you never seen a UI at the end, right? right. Great word, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. But I'm trying to sneak the word on we into writing without making it pretentious, because once again, I'm trying to be the everyman. So you can't be using words like on we. <laughs> so you have to be. You have to know where you are, know your audience, know how to talk to people, and that's half the skill of writing is being able to talk to a guy on the street and impress uh, a, a government person 100%. or a mayor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you watch things, whether they're short films or movies, are you, uh, I, I love asking creatives this question. It's like, are you really paying attention to what they're doing or are mm. you just kind of like breaking the thing down, right? Because you did mention earlier, if your mom's watching a movie, she doesn't know where the green screen is, yeah. right? But you do because you can pick out certain things. I'm vicious things. with it. Okay, because we've had other, <laughs> we've had writers or my brother Miguel, he could be watching a basketball game and we're all yelling for a score and he, out of nowhere, he's like, that's a terrible haircut. <laughs> out of nowhere, we're like, what? We're not even looking at that, right? And But are you looking at like just oddities like I'm that? I'm a freak like that yeah. with, when it comes to media. I'm the media guy. I, yeah. I notice all the media stuff. And and I, once again, I'm, I also hate brands and I hate marketing, so I'm always yeah. paying. So in sports, I go crazy watching all the brands. Just yeah. like, like and they're paying, and I know how much money they pay because I've sold marketing. So I see ad placement. I see Cheetos tucked away in the corner. I go, yeah. ten grand wasted." Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about the patches on the jerseys? Oh well, that, that was that was inevitable. Yeah. Hey, they, they, if you ever watched soccer or NASCAR, you knew that was coming. Yeah. If they yeah. ever needed a buck, and yeah. uh, the second the salary cap went up, yeah. yeah. Uh, you gotta throw something on there. You gotta offset that cost, even though the profit margins that they operate are psychotic. So yeah. we, I never feel bad for a company yeah. that owns a profession. Oh yeah, I feel bad for a billionaire. Right. Never. Um, <laughs> not me. I got other stuff to worry about. I, sure. I got to focus on me. Uh, no, and and especially with movies, I hate the news. The television news is so hard to watch because yeah. I got, like for a perfect example of why I hate the television news. There's a homeless encampment on 22nd in the Parkway. I have been covering the homeless encampment since the second night there. Um, I went there. I, I I was getting interviews to make a video for that status coup outlet or whatever. And I do full. I air the whole interview, no matter yeah. what. I can put the whole interview up because it's YouTube. Yeah. And if people want to watch a homeless person talk for five minutes, they'll do it. Yeah. Television news. They show up. They do pretty much the same word for word ten minute interview. Cut it to twenty seconds. They do they do a lead in where they say. We were down at the encampment, 10 seconds. This is what they said. And then it's just, it's raining and it sucks out here and we want housing. 
and here's some socks and a Gillette commercial and yada yada and yeah. blah blah blah. It's not news. You're not learning anything. You're not learning. Yeah. You can't learn anything. Well, and because it's, it's too much stuff's going on. You can't do it like information that. overload. Yeah, yeah. And if you're blasting commercials in between, you just lose lose all of it yeah, as it goes. And then on top of that, like then it gets even worse with movies and how movies are written. Yeah, uh, it's all terrible. It's, it's all you know, well, most stuff is bad, and I've got no problem saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another question um, I have for you is: How do you? How does one balance? You know, the the work life balance, or for you, is it just kind of one whole? You know, big you know mush, so to speak, and you just kind of operate in that direction. And if you have a family gathering, you end up there at some point, sometime, and you dip mm-hmm. off and you do your thing. Uh, it is important to keep a balance. I, uh, like I said, I've been forced to compartmentalize everything. I work, I'll go have to be a bar back and go, I've never worked one job at a time. So right now I'm at Philip Steaks. I'm literally a fry cook on the front page of the newspaper. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you'd think that the talent and the prestige would come with the money, but it doesn't. It doesn't. You just, you you cook fries, idiot, which I'm fine with. Sure. But, uh, but you have to do the, you have to do the stuff. Um, I would never, um, if anything ever came, became too much of a hindrance to me, I just wouldn't. Yeah. Um, because everything I do is based off passion. My, like, I want to have a TV show. My hobby is making a TV show and I plan to profit off the hobby. Yeah. Uh, but also I get to play basketball, do yoga. Yeah. Uh, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. Things are cool. Yeah. Uh, but it is definitely hectic to be around me. It is definitely, I, I'm thankful for the people that are in my life. I do not think, I don't work a regular nine to five. I'm, I move very, like, yeah. uh, I'm in Bristol Borough. I've never been here before. Yeah. I'm the type of guy that on a Tuesday, I'll take off on my own, not tell anyone where I'm going, yeah. and go to Bristol Borough and do this. <laughs> my parents don't know where I am. Nobody yeah. knows where I am. <laughs> and it's not their business because yeah. I, you have, I am a b- big believer in freedom. Yeah. Uh, not even in the traditional sense, but just like the idea is that you don't owe anybody anything. Just pretend yeah. it's 1920 and you couldn't tell everybody where you yeah. are at all times. Just it's exist. Such a cool thought, yeah. It's most, no, because that's most of time. I got yeah. people texting me like I owe them responses. It's like, this didn't <laughs> exist 20 years ago. What, what fantasy world are you living in? This is yeah. the 1% of time that this has existed. I'm not folding to these fake rules. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I understand that everyone else is. Just, it's, you could really accept stuff, but I refuse to accept a lot of Absolutely. stuff that I just don't agree with. I'm very opinionated. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, if there's someone out there listening, looking to either get into writing, marketing, journalism, you know, what what advice you have for someone who's just starting out? If you want to catch a bag without being talented, marketing. Um, if you want to work in writing. I really suggest hit the gym like with your brain. Sure. Like, write. Just write. A lot of people look for reasons to write. Yeah. Me, I had enough stuff I could put it in a book. Yeah. I, I've got movies that I've never shown a person before that are just movies. And I've got all this stuff just sitting in Google Docs and notes. It's got nowhere to go because I love to write. I like to say funny things. I like to come up with little bits and things I'd like to see come to life. 
because for some reason I have the opportunity to bring the stuff to life. Yeah. Um, but it's easy for people to feel it. it you feel stupid writing. It's like yeah. anything else. It's kind of like running as a fat man, not that fat, but I'm fatter. You know, I, I, when you start running as an overweight person, you feel stupid. Mm -hmm. The first couple steps, it feels stupid. You go, oh, I, I'm not a runner. This isn't what I do. This is uncomfortable. And that's anything. You feel dumb the first few times you do anything. Sure. So if you want to be a writer, sit down and write yeah. about what? You got to pick that. That's how you decide who you are. If yeah. you're not, an, if you don't have enough ideas, don't be a writer. Yeah. If it's hard to write, you're not a writer. Yeah. Um, sorry, but but or work at it. Yeah. Just until until you have the idea, it's just you'll know if it's a good idea or not. Yeah. But if you only know if it's a good idea to you or not, right. you don't know how other people are going to perceive that idea. And it hurts. And yeah. I've had my feelings hurt a lot of time. A lot sure. of people don't answer my emails. I've asked Shaq to be on my show. Why yeah. not? If you can find an email that seems like it might be Shaq's agent, Absolutely. you're going to email Shaq's agent. I just got the invite to come on my show, copy and paste it. I'll throw that at Shaq. Um, like that, I get thousands of no's and a couple of yeses. But if you do that over years, a couple of yeses ends up... It's a yes from the man who invented the foam finger and for some reason that impresses people yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah no absolutely you never know who's gonna want to talk to you you never know who's gonna want to read the thing you have in your brain but i always say my motivator like my main thing is just don't do the thing everyone else is doing yeah i if everyone else is already doing it's easier to beat the competition if there is none yeah mm -hmm. so just fill hit the lanes that you see open and google see once you have an idea google see if anyone's doing it yeah and then if you're not follow through be the first uh because there's a lot of people doing the same exact thing so many like when's the last time you saw a movie that wasn't a remake or 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 like <laughs> or like the an exact rendering people were begging for friends to come back i'm just give me a new show what about yeah. an octopus and his right. best friend's a wheelbarrow what yeah. about that yeah, yeah. what about a guy who's got no legs at a post office what's yeah. his life like give me anything i yeah. don't i don't need to see a house be remodeled i know how to remodel a house i'm not interested how many shows <laughs> about remodeling houses do we need? Yeah. Pawn shops. All yeah. these things. They've got billions of shows. Just And, and the, for some reason, like creatives are... You go on the internet. You got a billion kids on YouTube who are making these sh like aliens fly on green screens that cost like $10. Yeah. But meanwhile, we're stuck watching... How many seasons has Family Guy got? Yeah. Has anyone even seen a new Family Guy episode? They're still making them. <laughs> it's crazy out here. Yeah. So if anyone wanted to uh, reach out to you, how can they? What are your social media uh, handles if you have any? JasonAdjacent.com or go to at JPeters2100. That's 2100 at JPeters2100 on Instagram and Twitter um, or JasonAdjacent.com uh, or type in jpeters 2100 on YouTube. I got tons of stuff there. I never plugged the YouTube, so check nice. that out. And the podcast. Yeah, 2100 podcast. Read Philly Weekly. Uh, support local creatives. Uh, and don't hit uh, people. Don't hit each other. <laughs> I was going to say don't hit women, but I guess don't hit anybody. Just don't. <laughs> 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 that was so random. I love that. You wanted that to say a positive message. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> that is that is that was perfect. Uh, I got like watery eye.
Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> we like to close things out with quotes. The first one by Thomas Edison. Mm. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. And the second one by Steve Jobs. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living the results of or which is living with the results of other people's thinking right away in this episode the crew welcomes special guests jason and peters we cover topics that range from content creation journalism writing effects of covid19 and much more we wrap the episode up with quotes from steve jobs and thomas edison awesome Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>